Hi friend, you are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, a podcast created especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Janelle Wood, and while I have a background in counseling and ministry with women, the truth is I've been through my own seasons of questioning my faith. So if you've ever struggled with not being sure where you belong, or you felt like you were faking faith, or maybe a friend just shared this episode with you and you are feeling a little wounded or skeptical of all things God-related right now, welcome. This podcast is just for you. Finding Something Real is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. My passion is Jesus Christ, and for me now, after having crawled through some real ups and downs on my own faith journey, I believe Christ is the hope and the answer to this world more than ever. But don't take my word for it. Listen to my friends as they share their own grace-filled journeys. My prayer is that if you haven't already, you'll find something real too. If you were a young woman who felt religion had always been more about tradition than actual belief for you, and you found Christianity's history to be tainted with justifying bad actions, and some of the faith's beliefs just didn't make sense, how interested would you really be in Christianity? Well, friend, I think we're about to find out on today's podcast. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm so thankful that you're listening. As you may know, every month we're inviting a young woman with real faith questions to join me as a co-host. And together, we're inviting guests on during the month to share their stories and also maybe even tackle some of my co-hosts' hardest questions. It's a big Big Tusk research shows, and I'll try to add a link in the show notes today, that one of the complaints cited by young people who leave the church is that they felt they didn't have a place to ask their hard questions. And that was certainly something we touched on during January. Last month, our co-host was Tori, and I just have to say, wow, what a journey. Friend, I hope you take some time, if you haven't already, and listen to those episodes we recorded together I loved every minute of those conversations. And I know Tori's faith journey isn't over. It was pretty special, and it just confirmed to me that this is the direction God is taking this podcast. And as an aside, here's today's commercial. In fact, I think I'm going to add, start adding a little soundbite here, maybe something a little vintage sounding. Let's see. Hey, friend. (laughs) If you didn't know it yet, the Finding Something Real podcast is on Patreon. Patreon allows creative projects like this podcast to become funded by the financial monthly support of people like you. Your support is so valuable to us. And over there on Patreon, we have some great rewards that are included in your support. There's a lot of fun stuff for you to check out over there. But my favorite thing that's over there is the bonus episode for our Patreon subscribers. Each month, we're doing a wrap-up episode with that month's co-host, and that is just for our Patreon members. So please go check that out. You can find out all the details by going over to my website, findingsomethingreal.com. End of commercial. Cue the cute music here. Okay. (laughs) Oops. Uh, Just kidding. Here's today's second commercial. Dun, dun, dun. So friend, I want to take a moment and introduce one of our podcast sponsors in this episode. Laurel Denise creates meaningful handmade jewelry meant to encourage, inspire, and remind people of what they cherish most in life. The business is a small crew of women in Charlottesville, Virginia, just building on the dream that God gave the founder Laurel 15 years ago to create encouraging jewelry with her handwriting. They've become a gift company 
that answers the call for much more than a bracelet. And just on a personal level, I'm so excited to share about Laurel's company because she's creating something that I love. And I ordered some of her bracelets for Christmas gifts this past year. Her handmade leather bracelets are elegant and just beautiful reminders of what I value. In fact, I wear one almost every day that says love on it. So if you want to know more about Laurel Denise and her company, go ahead and check out her creations at laureldenise.com. And Laurel, I just want to say thank you for your support of this program. I'm very grateful. Okay, friend. Today on the podcast, I'm honored to introduce this month's special co-host. She's been here before on the podcast and in many ways is a major inspiration behind this entire format. She's one of the kindest, most thoughtful young people I know. She's made a huge dent in my heart and the hearts of my entire family. And when she was on the podcast back in December with our other exchange daughters, she's the lucky one who didn't know how to say no. <laughs> Lucrezia from Italy, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me again. Oh, Lou, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited that you said yes. <laughs> As you said, I cannot say no. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. I think you said, why not? Yeah, yeah. that's my answer to a lot of things. <laughs> so. so you lived with us for about eight months last year. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that thus far into the pandemic, and I've shared this with you, um, that those two weeks uh, between when school was canceled and you leaving to go home to what was then an extremely hard-hit northern Italy. It was traumatic, um, and I may, I I didn't even may, let's just be honest, I did use a four-letter word to describe my feelings about what was happening. (laughs) And after you got home, home to Italy, I felt so much relief, but I was sad. Um, I was thankful that you made it home safely, but... um, Man, that was rough. So before you left, you had recorded an episode with me. Would you mind sharing yeah. with everyone uh, what your what your um, great host mom did while you were hurting? <laughs> it was probably one of the hardest and weirdest days of my life. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. Um, what happened in those two weeks um, was probably the worst part of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was the day um, that EF told me that I had to go back to Italy. Yeah. And um, like it was like six or seven in the morning and the kids went downstairs to call me up and you and Brian told me and and I started crying and I don't think I've ever stopped crying <laughs> like the entire day. Um, <laughs> honestly yeah. and we didn't tell the kids so I was like no I'm fine no everything was okay nothing happened um and I was crying and after lunch um you asked me if I wanted to join you for uh, a, an episode of the podcast and I was like why not <laughs> <laughs> I like um so um so I did the um the episode with you Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure I kept crying, yeah. uh, even though. But it was it was a really nice experience, and it made me laugh a couple of times. Yeah. Um. So 
and I'll never forget it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I was none of it. <laughs> I was trying to cheer you up as much as I could. I just thought, oh my yeah. gosh, this is this is heartbreaking. I mean, I was devastated, as you know. Uh, we yeah. we didn't expect that. At that point, we thought we were going to hunker down as a family all together, you know, and get through six weeks or whatever it was. Um, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't know, yeah. obviously, what COVID would bring and and how much of an impact it would make. But yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was really. I mean, sad. you did cheer me up. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really bad with names, so I don't Alan. really remember the name. Yes, yes, that that's him. Um, I really liked him. Um, I felt like some of the way, like the way he thinks of things, or at least the way he explained them, it was kind of like like I I really liked it. It's like. I like the vibe. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Did he speak your language so, a little bit when he was? Uh, yeah. He's, he's he very was cerebral. Really like, yeah, and I was like, kind of. It's kind of weird, but it also kind of makes sense. <laughs> so okay. Um, I, I really like. I mean, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird experience. Um, but I'm glad I did join you. Yeah. Um, it did cheer me up. Yeah. Uh, well, and I didn't scare you away too much because you've been on the podcast now how many times? Uh, oh, oh, so I think after that, um, I did uh, two other episodes as a co-host and then uh, the one with the girls in December. Yeah. So this is my fifth time. Yeah. I, well, five is the number of grace girls, so I'm so excited. <laughs> Someone told me that a long time ago, and I was born on April 5th. So I'm like, ooh, five is my favorite. It's my favorite, my favorite number. Um, well, I'm I'm super excited because uh, I think this is going to be great. And I, I, I mean, I don't know if Alan, he just came back on to talk with Tori. And even, um, yeah. and then we did a Christmas episode with uh, – your exchange sisters that you'd never met before a couple of them. Oh, I met Ruby. Yeah, you knew Ruby. And I talked to Lika. You talked to Lika. So you you did Uh, know them. And then now you know Nora. Yeah. 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 They're forever part of your exchange family. (laughs) Um, But uh, I I did have you share a little bit on there, and and her episode will be in the show notes uh, for you to listen to that episode. I loved that episode, talking with all you girls and you just being honest and we talked about love and what that looks like for each of you, but yeah. um, it was a really, really special episode. However, it was. yeah, um, one thing that we didn't really do is we didn't talk that much about your journey or about who you are in general. So I wanted to ask you a couple of questions before we launch into the faith stuff. Um, okay. I, I wanted you to tell me about you. What are some things you love and what are some things you really dislike? In general? In general, whatever you want. So something I love, um, I don't want to be lame, honestly, (laughs) but I really love, I love stories. I love reading uh, books. I love watching movies, listening to podcasts. And um, I I really, I get really invested into um, stories of any kind. I've I've always did. Um, I used to write stories when I was younger and, um, it's just, I got really involved, probably too much. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm naturally a uh, really curious person. So I really like getting to things. Um, 
doing my little researches when I cannot sleep during the night and then I'll just get focused on one topic and I don't know um I did research about pirates a few days ago pirates uh, yeah pirates like you know yeah. oh yeah pirates. <laughs> so um stuff like that I just like I really like knowledge getting to know things in specific yeah something I dislike I'll probably sound like um, a kid now, like a child, not to say it, but um, something I just like is kind of, I like knowledge, I like getting to know things, but um, but I don't like, school is kind of hard for me yeah. here in Italy, um, because I love studying and getting to know stuff, but school is not my strong suit. Um, I feel, I really feel the pressure and I, I don't work with that. So something I dislike is I get anxious really easily. So, um, yeah, school and the pressure of it. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I cannot handle it. (laughs) Well, and for someone listening to, I mean, you lived with us for quite a while, so I know you're a perfectionist. You constantly are (laughs) doing above and beyond what's even expected of you and excelling at the things that you do. So when you feel like you can't excel, it creates a lot of pressure and anxiety for you. Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah, I, I love your search for knowledge, your thirst for things. It's something that's really special about you. And uh, I know we've had conversations in the past where you've told me that you overthink things, but I I don't think, I I think that's part of your gifting. I think that's part of how you've been created, you know, that that is part of your DNA. (laughs) Thank you. It it makes me feel a lot better about my overthinking. (laughs) It's true. So not everybody does that. And that's, that's a gift. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your story, Lou, tell uh, the listener right now. Um, you obviously are in Italy, um, Mm -hmm. a little bit about your family and your background and, and maybe segue into your faith journey. Sure. So, um, I'm Italian. I live in Northern Italy, kind of near Venice for, who knows where Venice is um, in the north? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so of course, I, I I say of course, but it's not. So of course, um, people are Catholic around here. <laughs> not everybody. Um, there are a lot of people from with other religious backgrounds, but that's can like the tradition that um, the the majority of the population. Um, Something about my family. Um, I have a younger brother. He's 11 years younger than me. He's uh, seven. So, Ricardo. and yeah, he's really sweet. Um, he drew a picture I, of our family and it's the cutest thing ever. It's on our fridge. <laughs> <laughs> he's really proud of that picture. Um, so yeah, um, I love him. Um, it's really fun hanging around with him, even if he knows how to get annoyed, but that's normal, right, kids? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and then my friends. So um, my family was never really religious, I'll be honest. I mean, I still grew up around the church, but that's because it's, it's normal. Again, I say normal, but maybe for you it's not. 
I'm not sure. Maybe I think we have different perspective of normal, probably. <laughs> probably. But like that's yeah. But like that's kind of what happens here for the majority of people, or at least for the majority of people I know. So pause there real quick. So yeah. um, the majority of people. I just want to clarify. So the majority of people that you know, there's some influence of Catholic culture. Is that right? Yeah. Even if the family is not religious, okay. I mean, you still have religion is a a class in school okay in public right school. you cannot you in every school yeah public school oh, wow. yeah okay um you can choose not to take it um since, but it's it's something you study since elementary school okay since kindergarten wow um yeah i'm not taking that class anymore since i like since i was in junior year like your junior year not really my junior year but you know what i mean um I'm not taking it anymore. Um, uh, usually, I think it's better for me to use that hour um, to study or to do something else, you know, to do homework or whatever. Um, I don't really... It's not because I think it's not important. It's just that I don't really think it's, it's that necessary mm-hmm. in school. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, Real quick on that, how yeah. do they teach it in school? Because it, it, is okay. it taught so, as a tradition? Is it taught as a, a real faith? Okay, so um, it's taught as, as a real faith. But um, like, for example, in elementary school, at least in my personal experience, um, they like the first years, they focus a lot on like what mean, what friendship means. Um, Feelings, hey, how to be a good person, mm-hmm. how to recognize if you're angry or not, um, all that kind of stuff for kids. Yeah. Um, but then here and there, they pop in, you know, uh, you know, something about Christmas or Easter and stories about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, my brother, he's in second grade. Um, and the other day, they brought up prayer um, at school, thanking, like, thank you, God, for making the earth. Thank you, God, for making the moon. Yeah. So it's like they use faith and religion and Christianity, but I think to teach them something else, like to be thankful for everything you have and um, things like that. So I think it's nice to have that in elementary school mm-hmm. um, because other teachers don't really focus on what it means to be a person. Yeah. Um, so do most yeah. people in Italy grow up believing in God, do you think, because it is something that's so prevalent in the, the public schools? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think it's for sure a part of it. Um, okay. And then, but when the years, you know, the years pass and um, it starts getting more um, like studying uh, the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, in general, I don't know if it's just my experience as a, Catholic, as a Catholic or everybody, mm-hmm. but uh, in my experience, we are Catholics are more focused on the gospel, like the New Testament. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what you learn in school. You talk about that. Um, for a big part, though, like in middle school, you spend a year or so talking about all other religions okay like you know um what they say and what they do and how to pray and all that stuff and that's really good mm-hmm. i think it should be thought at school um it's something important you know to have a 
to have knowledge about the rest of the world and other people. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they teach that. Um, but then it just gets Bible study. It becomes Bible study mm-hmm. um, with high school, especially. And I don't really feel like I it will help me my school journey yeah. honestly yeah um, so for you so, growing up in that environment your parents weren't and and tell me if I'm uh, misquoting this because I want to make sure I understand mm-hmm. your parents weren't particularly religious but you go to am I right so it's weird I never actually talked about God with my parents okay the the first time I asked them hey, do you believe in God? Is after I came back to Italy. Wow. Um, after our Because house? we talked about, yeah, because we talked about it so much. And I was like, I have no idea what my parents think of it. So I came back and I found out that my mom does wow. believe in God. She doesn't like the church. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. She doesn't like the church. But she does believe in God. My dad doesn't. He used to, but he doesn't anymore. And, but I'm... I'm glad I had that conversation with yeah. them. Um, I just, so yeah, that's an impact you had on my life. <laughs> um, when you say that yeah. you ta- we talked about it so much, you mean you and I talked about it so much or we talked about it so yeah. much here in America? Well, with you guys and in Chelan, yeah. it's a topic I've talked about a lot with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I just told like my best friends two days ago. I asked them, hey, is that just my experience? Do you guys talk about religion with other people or not? (laughs) Um, So, uh, yeah. And what what did they say? What, my my friends? Yeah, what did your friends say? Oh, um, they actually didn't. (laughs) Yes, it's like, then something else blew up. So we changed the subject. Yeah. Um, and we were like, yeah. But you've school. never then school happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you've never talked about like about God with your friends uh, in general. No. Wow. Okay. So uh, well, well, really, like not much. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I talked about God with um, some people my age, my friends. Um, but as we talk about politics, okay. So it's like everybody has their opinions, but like, and in, but from my experience. Um, a lot of people my age, well, at least a lot of my friends um, feel the same way I do. Okay. And how, um, how do you feel, Lou? What? So you've, man, there's a lot of questions I could ask about that. But tell me, after growing up in that environment, I, again, so a very... Um... And by the way, I did my first communion and um, the, the thing that comes after that, the confirmation, yeah. like I did all of that. Yeah. And you also have been involved yeah. with the Catholic church there as well, correct? Yeah, I still am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every week we were like, um, we're dividing groups. So the, the kids of the town um, are dividing into groups based on their age. And there are like three adults that um, go with them, like organize activities and stuff like that. And it's about, it's also about religion. Like you pray at the end mm-hmm. and all of that. And, I, I still do it. 
(laughs) I mean, I'm one of those adults. (laughs) So when people at the church talk about the gospels or about God or about the good things Mm -hmm. that, you know, like friendship and, and who, I don't know, I'm guessing who are created to be and all this stuff. Um, is it, do you feel like it's removed from personal relationship? Uh, is it, does it feel other? We don't really talk about, we don't really a personal relationship with God is not really a thing. Okay. Okay. It's all I wish nobody ever told me. Okay. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I'm sure some people, um, some Catholics have a personal relationship with God. I mean, I hope priests do. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not really, um, it's not really the main thing. Okay. It's totally not. Did it feel like to be part of that uh, environment that you needed to do certain things in order to earn God's approval? Was that ever a thing that felt, because that's some like a criticism of religion here that often it can feel like works-based, like I need to do more in order for God to, you know, approve of me and to bless me and those kind of things. Yeah. I, I don't really, I'm sorry, it's it's not the perfect answer, but like I don't really know because when you when I was involved with the church, I was like ten, like six to ten, uh, like really. I don't know if I've ever told you, but there was a time when I was like eight that it was really like I was like, yeah, God, <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know what ha- like I don't know why. Where you um, really were like, God, God exists and I want to follow him. Yeah. Yeah. I really, no, you didn't ever tell me yeah, that. Yeah. My, and my, like the priest, um, by the way, this, this man, like all the adults hated him. Um, he was kind of like, he didn't want, he didn't want to spend money on anything. So it was all, always cold in the church and all that <laughs> because he didn't want to pay gas. Um, and I don't know. So everybody, like all the adults hated him, but, um, the kids, really liked him because he was crazy like he was he was weird like he started so we, we were like yeah he's, he's what do you mean nice. by I'm sorry to keep interrupting you but I, I want to make sure to clarify for people listening um what do you mean by he was weird but you loved him why did you love him and what was weird um he was just he used to like um so he only spoke in dialect okay then you're only uh, yeah, it's not really a thing in the U.S., um, but it, here it is. Like every town, every area has its own dialect, and um, it's what old people speak. <laughs> and this man, like not everywhere, but here it's almost like what most old people speak. And I can understand it, but I cannot bring myself to talk in dialect. Um, it feels weird, but. Um, and this this man, our priest, only spoke in dialect uh, most of the time. So it was, and he used like he had this weird intonation. He used to like um, talk really really low, and then he started screaming out of nowhere, and, like and put emphasis on things. And he used to like use he used to swear <laughs> during like the mass, and we we're like, yeah, he would swear during mass. <laughs> And kids were like losing their minds, yeah. you know, like we love him. <laughs> was, was he quite passionate about the gospel then? Did you feel like, because you were excited about God, I don't know. you don't remember, you just remember thinking he was cool. No, I mean, I don't know if 
he was I hope he was passionate about that and not just the whole thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's that's really hard for me to like separate. Um because like with being priest, you're not just a preacher. You have you are in a position position of power. Mm -hmm. People respect you. You get things from people. Um so it's hard sometimes to understand if a priest is doing that because he truly likes God mm -hmm. or because he likes power. Wow. Um and because he likes the like, you know, being kind of a celebrity of the area. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um um but yeah, so I don't really know about that man. Um, yeah, but at the time, might have the, been, might have been, he liked being a celebrity. Yeah. Honestly, at the time, um, it made you like think, "Wow, God, this is." I, I'd like to know more about God. Oh, oh no, it wasn't him. Oh, it wasn't I him. really don't know. I really don't know why I like. Okay. I really have no idea why I was into it hmm. that much. But even but though you were... he gave me a he gave me a book to write prayers in. Okay. And I remember once. Uh, sitting outside my house and writing prayers like what oh sorry That's Siri right. just popped up <laughs> um and yeah and then just and then it just stopped okay so for you there was a season in your life where you thought I want to follow God and there was also yeah. this uh priest who made an impact in your life and then you said it just stopped so what happened between that time you were eight years old in the last 10 years for you in terms of faith? So it's it's really hard to like pinpoint what happened. I don't remember much about like being a kid, I'll be honest. I remember like feelings. Yeah. But that's, I really, I cannot put like, I cannot say why I did some things. Um, something that changed for sure was my great grandma died. Mm -hmm. um, well, first she um, had a, how do you say it? Um, a stroke? Not a, not a seizure. When like a blood vessel pops. A stroke? In your brain. A stroke, yes. And so she went into a coma and I was really close mm -hmm. with my great-grandma. Um, and then she died. Um, and then while she was in coma, then my um, grandma, her daughter, had cancer. And my and then uh, she fell from the stairs, like from here, like these stairs. Mm. Okay, by the way, at her house. Um, and yeah, and she broke a bunch of bones. And that might have been a traumatic experience because, like, I saw her, and then I can. Okay, by the way, it's not. This is not therapy. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so that happened, and then then my right, and then my grandpa had cancer. Mm -hmm. And then she died. <clears throat> it was a bad, it was a bad a couple of years. Yeah. It was a bad couple of years. So I just kind of like, I don't know. Kind of wondered where God um, was and all of that. More than, yeah, yeah, a little bit. But then the thing with me that I noticed happens. Uh, so there are, there are sometimes where, when I really feel like, okay. Now, let's be completely honest. Um, if there's something I'm really jealous of, of like believers of any religious, any religion, is the ability to just believe. Mm -hmm. I can, I, I really try, but I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Like there are maybe like 
I don't know, there's a week where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's someone out there. I'm sure. And then just, I don't think so anymore. It's not really, it, I don't even really feel a big change in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's just that I wake up one day and I'm like, no, I was wrong. I was just happy for some other reason, you know? Yeah. Um, and it happens quite a lot. I'll be honest, it happens quite a lot. Yeah. It's maybe just a day where I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, God is there. And then the next day it was like, I don't know what that was. Uh, I don't think so anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I, so I guess that's kind of what happened. I first started wondering, like, why stuff like that was happening to us. Mm-hmm. all at the same time that it wasn't fair like, like okay one thing at a time please yeah and then I just I just didn't care yeah I just stopped um wondering mm-hmm. about and caring about um whether God was real or not but you, it sounds really no, bad. No, probably, it, it does just, not. It does not sound okay. bad. And Lou, one thing though, I do want to point out: you just a minute ago said that you still some days will think he's there. So is yeah. it something that you? <laughs> is it something that you still do kind of wrestle with some days and some days don't, or do you feel like most of the time you don't care? It's hard to say. I the thing is that I. I really sometimes I really want to believe in something. Mm-hmm. I I I don't want to feel like cynical, you know. Yeah. But I so I think sometimes that that may be the reason why um, I try to convince myself that I believe in something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So one thing that you, because I had you fill out a form um, for any co-host mm-hmm. or somebody listening who might be considering uh, being my co-host, I, I ask uh, the young women that um, are interested to fill out a Google form to let me know a little bit more about where they're at. And one thing that you shared that I thought was interesting, because there's a question on there that says, if Jesus was who he said he was, and then there's two scriptures that are quoted. So John 1410, I think is one of them. Uh, Jesus said, I am the way, mm-hmm. the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father yeah. except through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one I believe is John 1011. I don't know, but it says, um, you know, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd um, lays down his life for the sheep or it goes after the sheep. I can't remember exactly. Um, yeah. You responded by saying you weren't sure if you'd want to know. Um, you said, and I quote, I don't know, maybe. I know for sure that I'm open to having conversations about it. What did you mean by that? Um, so the question was, let's just make, oh wait, let's just make sure I understood the question right. <laughs> um, so the question was, um, if God is really who he says he is, mm-hmm. would you be if Jesus open was, to know more? If Jesus was who he said he was, would you want to know? Okay, so my thought process here is yes. Okay, okay. Let's. It's what if it isn't? Mm-hmm. Like I don't really want to know. Um, like if you ask me, okay, I'll give you a thousand dollars. That a thousand dollars is not that. Well, well, you know, we know what I mean. Um, if I give you a lot of money, okay, 
I can give you a lot of money, and but you need you figure it out if there's someone out there or not. Like you have a certain answer. There's a god. There's not a god. I don't know if I want if I would take the money. Mm. Does that make sense? I don't. If there, I guess I'll so I'll, I'll rephrase it then for you. If okay. you. Because I know you're a thinker and I know you love to research. Let's say okay. uh, you there, and I. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of different ways I could describe this. So let's see. Let's say. Um, let's say it's all true. Let's just say for okay. a second it's all true. That I know for sure. Well, not that, that you know, but that it actually happened. That, okay. 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 So historically, Jesus came. Historically, mm-hmm. he died on that cross. Historically. Yeah he was resurrected. Right. And he, everything in the gospels that's recorded is 100% true. Whether you believe it or not, it's true. If that was the case, would you want to know, would you, would it be worth knowing him? Like, I know you said earlier that you want sometimes to believe in something. And I know you have some objections. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But if that was the case that Jesus was exactly who the Bible describes him to be, would you want to know him? Does it answer your question? If I say that, if someone told me, like, hey, you should really like, we have proof that he's real and he's who he says he is, um, maybe you should, like, look into it because um, I... I, okay, I will look into it, but I cannot say for sure mm-hmm. what I'll do, right, right. what I would do. Right. Okay. Um, that's not, I, I hope that that's not, um, I mean, I only, you know, <laughs> God knows what, like where you're headed, right? I, oh, your path is your path. But <laughs> if, if it was all true, let's say, okay. uh, I mean, we could use a different example, right? Let's say there was a tree right in front of you and you didn't see it, right? But you were like, somebody said, there's a tree right in front of you, Lou. Like, I know you can't see it, but it's right there, right after this cliff or whatever. (laughs) This is a bad example. But there's uh, a tree and I I promise you it's there. Would you want to know it was there? Uh, So that way you didn't, you know, like if, because it impacts your life, right? Well, I would, okay. Yeah, I would, if if I'm riding a car and someone's telling me, hey, there's a tree ahead of you, you cannot see it. I would just, I would turn my car. Yeah. Gonna like you know, make sure I don't right. get into the tree. The tree is there. Right. Um, but uh, my okay, my issues here yeah. would be okay. Um, um, that some people say that if you drive away from the tree, do not smash into it, do not crash into the tree. Um, you know. You have to do some things you don't really want to do. That's mm. a bad example. No, 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 <laughs> That's no. A bad example. Let's, let's okay. get into that a little bit. So, um, what are some of the objections that you have to the Christian faith? So, um, as you said in the intro, um, one big thing for me is the fact that too many times um, in history and still nowadays, um, people do horrible things um, because they say that God is on their side. Mm. Um, and the thing is, here it is, um, okay, um, I, from what I've been told, 
by you and by, you know, my elementary teacher that told me that Jesus is about love. Okay. Um, <laughs> if that's true, then I know that they are wrong. Um, that, you know, you shouldn't kill people or enslave people. Kill people or enslave God is on your side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just not, not that. But the thing is that what if they are the one who really understood what God is? Mm. I wouldn't want to have anything to do with that. that. God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but so um, there's this philosopher um, that I studied a while back in school. He, he did not believe in God. Um, and he said something like, um, that everybody believes in a God who represents the values of the people. Mm. Um, for example, um, a society based on war will believe in a God that um, praises fighting, mm. um, that wants blood sacrifices and stuff like that. Um, a society that lives on agriculture will believe in a God that it's like, I don't know, the sun or the water that provides you with natural things. Um, so that um, everybody um, believes in, in a God that, um, that just kind of portrays what they think is good in life. Mm. Um, and I think that's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a really nice thing to say. He didn't admit he didn't mean it in a nice thing. He right. thought he was horrible, but, um, <laughs> um, but, but I really like the thought mm -hmm. of it. Um, I really like the fact that um, I really like the implications um, that technically you cannot say who's right and who's wrong. Mm -hmm. um, but if you, but like, if you believe in something, that's the right thing for you that's real for you mm -hmm. um and that means that um the people that believe in a god who wants love um who wants um all his children to love each other and all of that that means that for those people um i mean those are their values um that's what they stand for um and it gives hope to humanity i think um, but the thing is, um, if they are wrong instead, if it turns out that there's an actual God, but it's the one that comes from the, um, this society made of warriors, mm -hmm. um, then that's a God who wants a bloodshed. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. It does. That's just one of the things I... I think about when I cannot sleep. Um, <laughs> well, um, Lou, real quick on that. Um, what are your values? What are, um, what do you stand for? Um, I like to think um, that I stand for justice and equality and freedom and love and respect Um that's something I want to do in life. I want people around me to feel like they can be whoever they are. Mm -hmm. And well, you know, not killing people. That's, I, I, I said a line, um, <laughs> you know, like you can be whoever you are, but not violent. I'm against violence. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
Um, but I want, I like to think um, that people around me feel free to um, express things themselves and um, be who they are and tell me what they think um, and don't feel like I hate them all. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So okay. And so there's one so objection. Does that does that make sense? Yes, it does. Uh, okay. It does. Uh there's been a lot of ugliness associated with Christianity um and mm-hmm. what's real. I think that's a really would that be an okay way to summarize it? No, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah. I've said a lot of things I don't remember half them. <laughs> but I mean, there's what I would say is there's been a lot of ugliness around religion in general, but also around Christianity. Yeah. How do you know what's mm-hmm. real? And, and how do you know yeah. that that's I mean, a God I don't you know, want to follow? I don't have, yeah, I don't, I don't have an issue only with Christianity. Right, right, right. I get it. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but for, for the purposes of this podcast and the fact that it is about finding a relationship with Jesus, gonna, yeah, we're going to focus on That's what we're going to focus on. Yeah. But I was just, well, I just wanted to put it out there yeah. that I don't, it, it's not that I don't like it specifically. Yeah. You're an equal opportunity. Uh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so that's good. Um, another one. And this one I think is more specific mm-hmm. maybe to Christianity, although I think it can be used in uh, religion in general. And I'm talking about like, kind of along the lines of what you just said, letting people be who they are. So would you explain what that might be an objection? Okay. So, um, Um, I know what you're alluding to, but um, I also don't want people of order um, of like different beliefs, like religious beliefs, um, to feel like I'm gonna adjust them or believing in a god, believing you know one of many gods or um, you know um, the Christian god or, or um, you know um, the Muslim god mm-hmm. or. Um, or not believing God at all. Yeah. Um, I really want people to feel like they we can talk about um, whatever uh, they want. Um, and then now I'm gonna get to what you were alluding to. Um, <laughs> so is that um, a final thought on what you just said earlier? Is that a, a is, that applies to what you just? Yeah, said? that's. Yep. I just it applies to what I just said and to um, yeah, it's a disclaimer. Um, and then, um, yeah, that's something I really don't, um, I don't like about, um, the church is, um, the homophobia, um, in it and, you know, transphobia and all of that. I mean, I've seen people affected by it personally mm-hmm. and, um, oh, wait, say that again. Cause I missed it. What, what did you just say? You've seen okay, people, what? So I've, I've, I, I know people that have been affected by, affected by um, the homophobia of the church. Okay. Um, and what do you mean it's by not nice? What do you mean exactly that by they homophobia? Felt, oh, um, you know, I'm just hating gay people, <laughs> like not liking gay people, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and just um, it's uh, I don't know how much you know about Italy, um, but uh, it's it's a big thing here. Um, it's a problem. Um. Racism and xenophobia, um, discrimination is a huge problem. Uh, yeah, people don't like. Yeah, so uh, people are really judgy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
uh, and something that I, growing up, I thought uh, was that every, I grew up in a community around the church, okay? So, and I always felt safe in that community. And I really thought everybody would feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I understood that it was not <laughs> safe for everybody. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, um, the same thing my community was built around um, abuse a lot of people. I mean, it hurt them um, mm-hmm. with words and with actions. And, um, and it, I got mad. I mean, it makes me mad. Yeah. Um, that's something that helped me will not help someone else. Yeah. Um, for something that they cannot control. Because, like, I'll be honest, I don't think they, it, it's not a thing. I know that people will disagree with me. It's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. Just yeah. Share. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's a thing that people can choose. Mm. Um, like, it's something that, you know, science says that psychology says and yeah you can find studies that show the opposite but like look at history um it's been like that for since the beginning of time Mm. um there's literally like homosexuality in animals Mm -hmm. um so i don't really think it's a choice yeah okay and i feel like so it makes it makes me mad. Um, like you know, like misogyny makes me mad mm-hmm. because I don't choose to be a woman. <laughs> um, I should get the same opportunities a man does. Um, I shouldn't be um, catcalled or abused on the streets. Right. Um, because I'm a woman. Because something I cannot choose. Um, and so um, so and a gay person has I think has the same rights. Um, you know, it's like we have so many more issues that we're all struggling through and so many things we should focus on to focus on to live in a better society, to live better. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, we're still spending time trying to go against each other. Yeah. Um, when I honestly think the only option to resolve many problems um, in small communities and on a national level will be forgetting about that and try to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, yeah. Okay. All right. There's a, a good second objection. Um, the sure. discrimination, especially towards uh, gay people that you've seen mm-hmm. uh, pre- what word do I want to use here? Um, perpetuated, perpetuated by the church, right? <laughs> that th- there's communities that are actually very harmful mm-hmm. to, and the mess, yeah. is it also not just, is it also not just overt discrimination, but is it also the messaging? Uh, because you are familiar with scripture uh, to some extent, mm-hmm. I know, because you've been in school and class and catechism and all this stuff. In church, uh, yeah, and all the that. Bible does talk about homosexuality as a sin. Do you think that some of uh, your, is your objection mostly towards um, the way that people like take that and apply it in a non-loving judgmental way, or is it against what it actually says? Both. Both. Okay. I'll be honest. Okay. Like, 
Um, I cannot, I cannot really tell you, you know, the verse or anything, but I know that um, historically, um, then you should have stoned to death um, a woman that had um, sexual interactions before marriage. And uh, um, if you have a tattoo, you should, you are going to hell. So now we're going, now we're going into the third objection. So let's. (laughs) Okay. So yeah. Um, So I'll wrap that up um, quickly. So it's both. Um, okay. Uh, so it's both, but something. I, yeah, it's it's both. Okay. Um, and I don't like when people like pickpocket. You know, the scene they don't like. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Third objection. Mm-hmm. Um, you just mentioned obviously it's both. So it's not just the actions, but also some of the things that the Bible itself teaches. What are yeah. some, and you mentioned, uh, women, uh, being stoned, uh, I think some, somewhere in the old Testament, I'm not familiar. And honestly, I don't yeah. remember if this is actually in the Bible. So we'll put a link. I mean, <laughs> but I, I'm sure I, probably I, I don't right. know about the Bible, but I yeah, know yeah. that like, you know, people did that. Yeah. And there's some <laughs> crazy, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I have read through the Bible. Uh, there is some crazy stuff, especially in the old Testament, about sin and how to treat it right so um and what you just described um about a woman being caught in adultery i think it's accurate i just don't know what the um the scripture is on that so yes um share a little bit more about that lou about about the third objection yeah oh okay okay and tell me if i misunderstood that your question okay no um so you asked me um, to like talk about um, the things in the old, I don't like about the Bible. What's written in the Bible. Yeah. Okay. So um, I um, when I try to um, the thing is that um, I'm really I'm really into history. And I'm willing to facts. Okay, so I think it's important to understand the context of any, um, any you know, um, literature piece or any um, any document, anything. Um, on a historically point of view, I mean, context means everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because something that was okay back then is not okay now, and something that's you know that was not okay back then. We now um, we now know that you cannot stone people to death. Right. Um, but then again, um, there are things that it's just context. It's important. Um, and um, I and I know that, and I think that um, okay, the Bible is a holy holy book. For Christianity, but it's also a historical. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, so let's look at that from that point of view. It was written by humans mm-hmm. at some point in history. Yeah, through through the words of God. Okay, let's think about what someone had written it down. Mm-hmm. So the context context matters too. Right there. Um, and I feel like um, we should remember that you cannot take, I don't think you should take um, 
things like word for word. I'm not sure how you say it in English. Literally. Um, like literally. Yeah, that's sorry. Um, that's the word. Um, I and because like, uh, for example, we talked about this in history class. Um, the reason why uh, one of the reasons why Muslims cannot eat pork is because if you look at it historically, it's a religion that was founded, let's say, um, in the desert. In the desert, pork, the meat, the meat from the pork, you, it will get bad mm -hmm. real quick. You will get sick, very sick if you eat it. Um, so it makes sense that they said, hey, this is God. You are sick after eating pork because God says mm. you shouldn't eat pork. It's impure. Um, and I think that's the reason behind a lot of sins. Um, but many other sins are just man-made. Not man, like, not man-made. They are um, based, on, based on the cultural aspects of that society that written them down. Mm -hmm. Let's see what was considered a sin um, by Romans, um, by Vikings, by Muslims, and by Christians, and you know, um, and Jewish people. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, that I mean, if we had to, it's probably like I probably shouldn't say this. It's probably like a blasphemy or something. Go ahead. <laughs> um, if we if we had to write the Bible now, it would be different. Mm. It wouldn't be told in the same way um, because our culture is different now. And and um, history and the culture was a big part um, in um, the teachings of the Bible. And the gospels I had growing up. Um, Italians are really like they love history facts. Um, by the way, so that's something that people really like to point out. Um, so it, it stuck with me. Um, it stuck with me that yes, we know that for sure we have records of like Jesus being born and Jesus dying at the cross and the body being missing. Um, so we know for a fact that historically some of that was going on mm -hmm. um but we need to keep in mind that historically then the bible was a piece of literature mm -hmm. um and we should not i don't think i don't think you should take anything that was written in another era literally literally um it could lead you to a very very bad path um Okay. Um, I I I'm pretty sure I lost track of what I said. No, no. I have no idea what the question was at the beginning. First of I all, Lou, thank you, thank you for like pouring it all out. Is there anything else you want to share before we start wrapping this up? Because this has been a really great conversation. I I'll just say this. I thought Tori yeah. gave some great. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, hard things for me to go find some people to go talk to. Now you've poured it all out and you've got me thinking, man, uh, we got to find some people to, to share their perspective on this. Cause, uh, you know, I don't want to just leave it here because I think that there are, uh, responses to this. And, um, but I, 
I hear what you're saying. And I think for somebody listening right now who grew up in the Christian church, who's just taken a lot of these things for granted and here they're listening to somebody who comes from a totally different background and culture and uh, is really examining the text and different things. I think um, it's very compelling and it's, uh, I think it's, I, I enjoy listening to you share um, and hearing where you're coming from and I respect it and I respect you. And so I hope you feel like this is a safe place to share all of that. And if, again, if you have anything else you wanted to add, because I, what I will now do Lou is I will go, I will pray and I will seek some people that maybe can speak to some of these issues. Okay. Um, well, I, I really hope I didn't like start spiraling too much. I, I don't know. I talk. Um, um, and I hope I met and I made sense. Um, but you did. Um, I had something to say, but I don't remember it anymore. Um, is there something you want me to out? Like, can he, I don't know. Say that again. What? Is, is there something you want me to like, say or oh no 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 if if you if we focus on those three things mostly in our conversations with people would that be something worth would it be a valuable journey yeah yeah sure okay yeah sure Uh, i just was wanted to make sure you okay you were okay with yes with absolutely that was uh i know you need to get going here priest and i want to ask you a couple final questions one is, what do you believe about Jesus Christ at this point in your life? Um, okay. Um, it may be weird to say, or I don't really know if that can count as a belief, but I hope that um, if God is real, um, then, you know, the People who are about love and being nice are right, and not other people. <laughs> um, and and I like I like to believe that it's true. That if he is real, then that's what he's about. Mm. Um, and a part of me really hopes um, he's real. I mean, as you know, my grandma died last month, yeah. and she believed um, in God. So I I hope she's fine. You know, I hope she's like in heaven. Um, I don't know, but like, I hope I hope for her. Um, (laughs) um, the thing is, I don't feel like. Okay, so I feel like I really want to believe in something. Um, in anything really. Um, you know, to like just have something to hang on when you need hope, and um, but at the same time. Um, a lot of times I feel like I want it to be real for other people, but as much as I want everybody that has, um, you know, good intentions and good values at heart to be okay after death, you know, yeah. um, I, I don't know what you heard of me saying, but, um, to be okay after this, is that what you said? After death. After death. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just hope. 
something that I'm kind of not skeptic, but something that's kind of like I don't makes me weird, um, feel weird, weird about um, religion, um, about Christianity. It's saying that um, maybe like even the best person in the world, you know, that has done so much right, that has helped so many people. Um, but if they don't believe in God, they will not go to heaven. Mm. Um, it just makes me sad. Yeah. And like, makes me like, think, is it, is it, is a God that won't let that person go into heaven? You know, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, uh, but you asked me what I believe. <laughs> that's not. That's not it. Well, you gave me another um, objection, which is good. Um, I, yeah, yeah, I I do believe he was there as a boy. Like you know, yeah, he he, he existed. There are records um, that the Romans um, were down, and um, so um, and I mean other religions um talk about him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe from another perspective perspective they don't see him as you know the messiah the son of god but they still talk about him as a as a prophet um so i do believe he existed um i don't know if he was just a really wise and really kind and you know good man Mm -hmm. or if he was something super supernatural yeah Okay. Okay. So a couple final questions. The first one is kind of pointed, so you can take some time to think about this. I may edit it out. <laughs> um, okay. okay. <laughs> are you open to the idea that God is pursuing a deeper relationship with you and he might use this journey to draw near, uh, for you to draw near to him? Um, well, Okay, I'll, I'll think about that. Um, so the question is, are you open to the idea? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, that if there is a God who loves you, that this might be a way for you to draw, cl- like for him to draw closer to you, or for you to draw closer to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be nice. <laughs> I mean, if there's a God, it would be um, nice yeah. um, way for us to get close, I guess. Yeah. Um, if, if there is a God, do you think um, he'd want to know, or he'd want you to know him personally? Well, I hope I'm a good enough person to have a chance. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really... As I said before, sometimes I don't really feel like, I feel like, yeah, maybe there's a God, maybe there's not. I really wish I was able to believe in something, but I don't really, um, sometimes it's not that pressing. Some other times it is, yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just like, yeah, I guess I'll find out, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um sure if there's a god and this is the path then great okay well let's let's see um I, i'm no guarantees that you're gonna but let's let's it's try fine. let's try <laughs> let's try right the bible says that uh yeah. when we seek him we'll find him when we seek him with all our heart 
And this podcast has always been about a journey. And over the course of the next few weeks, I hope you and I will be able to have a series of conversations with folks who will be touching on some of the same issues that you just brought up in your own story and your own um, your own thinking. I know you're already swamped with homework right now, Lou. Um, so the last thing I want to do is ask you to read anything. But I do have one. I do have one request that we didn't talk about before we recorded sure. this. I'd like to send you a Bible verse every evening via WhatsApp. You and I are connected on there. And something yeah. it's something that you can read in five seconds at the beginning of the day. And then my request is that you pray and ask God to reveal himself to you or just show you what the verse means. Would you be willing to do that while we're doing this? I mean, sure. I I won't guarantee I won't feel a hypocrite doing that. You won't what? Won't feel like, I I can do that, but I cannot guarantee like how do I say it? I might feel like a hypocrite doing that. Uh, that's not the word. That's not the word. Wait, I'll look it up. Like a phony? <laughs> I, like you're not, like you, you don't really want to do it or? No, like, um, uh, like someone that's doing something, but they don't really. Um... Okay. Um, I can do it for like, no, no problem. Okay why yeah. not um i'm not asking you to have um, the heart posture of like oh i really want you to show like just just uh yeah like a humor like you know okay sure sure i can do that like there's no yeah. oh yeah God sure yeah yeah, yeah. No i mean yeah i just yeah, yeah I, I the thing i was trying to say is just that i don't i cannot guarantee that i'll come to an answer yeah, yeah. okay there, and that's that's not an expectation of this. Okay. <laughs> I just, I think one thing, because I, Tori, I asked her to do some stuff different than that um, as part of this journey, like as a compliment to the conversations we're going to have. And honestly, if, I mean, it's great to have deep conversations. It's great to invite people on. And, and you know, I know that you enjoy conversations like this. So it's hopefully not going to be like mm -hmm. pulling teeth to do it. I know you said, why not? But I actually no. think that you enjoy it. Um Oh yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah. it's not just an intellectual journey. Um, for, for me, my faith has been very personal and it has been a heart thing. And so, uh, I'm just, it's just a way to invite that in a little bit. And if it, it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But, um, I just thought maybe that might be a nice compliment to what we're going to do intellectually speaking. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Okay. And I'm, I'm open to that. Cool. Okay. Final question, Lou, and you've gotten mm -hmm. it before. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. I believe those are things that in their truest form are found in relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the whole premise of this podcast. If you had to pick one that is most compelling to you, the thing that you most desire in your life from God, if he were real, even if you don't believe it right now, what would it be and why? So restoration eternity, authenticity, and love? Um, the last time you asked me, um, the answer was not in this list. It was, was it? I said redemption. Oh, did you? Well, you can say, I said you redemption. Can say redemption again. Restoration was so similar. Oh, no. I, I'll, no I'll, I'll, I'll say something. I finally else. decided um, to, you know, narrow it down because... <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's fine. I was just... Yeah. Um, my first instinct, like gut instinct, 
will be right now to say eternity. Um, for a bunch of different reasons that might be not that might not be that spiritual, I guess. I really but it would be the thing is it would be really nice to be able to see how the world goes mm. once I'm dead. I will really love it. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, that's, it's been a thing I think about. <laughs> I thought about for a while, mm-hmm. um, um, quite a lot in the past month. Um, and, you know, the death of, the death of people I love and um, my death too. I mean, I will die one day. Mm-hmm. I hope not soon, but you know, one day I will die. Um, and I really, as you know, because I've told you this before, um, I have a big fear of missing out. Um, it's like something I'm obsessed with. Um, like I need to get as much as much experiences as I can. But right now with COVID and all of that, I feel like I'm missing out um, on a bunch of things. Um, so the idea of like, still been able to hang out and see how things go um, even once I'm out of here um, it's nice and as you said as I said and you said earlier I'm a, I'm a curious person and I really love the idea of knowing mm-hmm. what's gonna happen yeah. you know and like how things are gonna go and um, so it would be nice to keep on finding things out yeah. and yeah yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I used to imagine, and I, I still do sometimes that, uh, in eternity, uh, that there is a giant library, like the most beautiful library you've ever seen. Right. And I used to like, wouldn't that, wouldn't that uh, be I mean, aren't libraries like the best thing ever, but not only is it like the best library ever, but you can like see the film of when God created the earth and like all the things like you could spend forever in there just going through and researching and seeing, wow, this is what happened when this happened, or this is what was happening context. And like, it's like a <laughs> video footage of every, every historical event that ever happened. Like I, I used to imagine it that. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. I, I appreciate that answer because it resonates with me. Lou, I'm excited. I'm excited to share this with you. And uh, whether you come to faith or not through this journey, that's, again, um, that's an aside that's between you and God. But I, I'm thankful that you're willing to do this with me. I think I'm thankful that you trust me enough to, uh, even th- as I was sharing with you before we pressed record, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that I that I believe the Bible and that, uh, I think, you know, that I'm about love. Um, and so when you talk about, uh, different things, uh, about perceptions of Christianity, you know, my heart is heavy because, uh, just ignore that sound. My heart is heavy because <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about and, uh, and I'm sorry. Um, and like I shared with you, um, I'm not sorry for what the Bible says. I am sorry for the way that people have used the Bible as yeah, yeah. a weapon. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's where we differentiate a little bit. But um, yeah, I, what fine. I shared with you um, over December when we were talking, um, or, or for the Christmas episode, when I shared about I'm okay with people who who have questions about Christianity, you know, reject. And, and it's not that I'm okay, but I can 
I can rest at the thought of maybe not even rest is the word. I can't think of the word that I want to say, but if people reject Christ because they, they know the truth about who he is and they still say, you know what? I want to do my own thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. It, there's a freedom in that. It's like, it's kind of like, yeah, it's, up to, it's them. up to them because God gave us free will. Right. Mm-hmm. What I do not feel any sense of peace about whatsoever is, and I think I use the word fake news, the fake news that's out there about what Christianity really is. Like you wondering, uh, is God really a God of love or does he hate people because of different things? And that's really who he is or whatever. Like that keeps me up at night. That's what, that keeps me going. Um, because I feel so strongly and passionately about, well, Lord, as long as you've given me breath and I have time to, you know, (laughs) do things and the ability, um, would you help me to just share truth and something real, uh, with whoever listens. So Lou, I appreciate you and I love you and I'm excited. So I'm really thankful that you, um, that you are open to have, um, these kind of conversations. I mean, I know I've had a bunch of things that go against what you believe, what a lot of your listeners, um, believe, but I'm, I'm really glad, um, we can have these conversations. Um, I'll be honest. All right. Well, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting co-hosts to join me to share their personal stories and to ask their honest questions about the Christian faith. Each month, we hope to feature a different co-host and together invite guests on to share from their own faith journeys and experiences. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all about what's so great about Jesus, I hope you come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with Him. Until next time.